trending news right now. As we talk today, being World Social Media Day, let's also talk at, uh, look at, take a look at what's happened in this world. Uh, Twitter spaces and other news spaces that we use. Ade Kunle Owalabi joining us, who is a social media commentator. How are you doing today, Ade? Hi, Sanda. I'm, I'm doing good. And yourself? Hi, it's uh, Johannesburg. Good, good, good. Everything is going well. I think there was a bit of a break last night on my area, at least in terms of load shading. We welcome that. A much needed break. So, uh, but uh, I mean, we're asking today on a poll question, your favorite uh, social media platforms. Uh, and I mean, as much as you are a social media commentator, it's not a given that you love these platforms and all of them. But let us know which one is your favorite. Uh, I think my favorite is uh, is Facebook, and um, because it's, it's a little bit uh, different compared to to everyone um, everyone else, and it's, it's just much uh, easier. And um, I think there's more, and family members are there, and and the variety of of um, to use links, and also manage pages and groups and all sort of things. It made it much more uh, um, interactive for me. Um, compared to everyone. I thought people avoid the family members there. <laughs> you like that, that there's family there. <laughs> At the next gathering, yeah, they already like have it. gathered information and questions to ask because of Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, I'll tell you which um, I mean, one I don't it's, it's... like. I don't like TikTok because I don't like taking videos. I, I just don't. But I mean, I enjoy watching TikTok. My kids are there. Um, on TikTok for video gaming and dancing and all of that, but <laughs> not for me. Wow, wow! And and today being the the social media day, it's it's, it's just interesting how we we are dealing with uh, the removal of TikTok from the Google Play on a day like this. It's just something that you you need to also understand what is really going on. It's a social media day, but we rock with this news of. TikTok be removed from uh, Google Play in the U.S. Mm, interesting times. Let's uh, bring it home and start with uh, a little town in the Northern Cape called Orania. This is trending. The hashtag Orania is doing rounds on Twitter. And uh, this town is occupied by um, Afrikaners. Uh, only Afrikaners are allowed to live and work there. So ANC Gauteng chairperson Panyaza Lisufi has had a few things to say about this town and that this community should not be tolerated. He was speaking to SABC News. Tell us more. Um, I wasn't totally surprised uh, to see... Um, uh, Pines and Sufi to to actually um, explain or express his views, and this is someone that has even before now he has always um, um, been really vocal about his views around uh, racism as he has shared, and now he's not um, taking on an Iranian now. And on social media, there is a bit of a divided um, opinion though regarding this and. We've seen tweets on on, on on social media about people saying that it is the best place to live. There are no illegal foreigners, there's low crime rates, there's no corruption government, there's no king of women and children. We should leave Iranian uh, alone in peace, you know, something like that. And whereas um, Lesufi has a, a different view around 
um, the racism, the allegations around them and how he thinks it actually doesn't really make sense to have another country like and another country in another country, as he has I, um, put it in his um, response to the SBC. Um, it, it's just something that you begin to wonder what are we, um, how did this even happen in the first place? But knowing that this place, um, this uh, guide, um, I would say this um, region has been there for quite a while and they're, they're not hiding. People know that they do exist, but having to, to, to have um, the kind of a reaction on social media is just something that... Um, um, we, you know, it's it's not it's just surprising for me as a person. But social media are divided regarding their views on, on about Iranian. Let's take a short break. Uh, Ade, we need to do that, and then we'll continue talking on this hashtag Orania. This is SAFM Sound Awake. Trending news right now. We are in conversation with Adekunle Owolabi, social media commentator, discussing what's happened in the last twenty-four hours. In terms of uh, what the tweets are saying, hashtag Orania is where we are. So, Ade, I mean, would you, I mean, obviously looking at it from an international perspective and those who don't understand what we're talking about here, what do we mean Afrikaners living and working there and they only the ones allowed to? Would you compare this to an Amish community? Um, uh, I think it's this, uh, um, that's a good one, though. I'm not I think it's a little bit different um, compared to uh, to the uh, Amish community. Um, it, it's just that um, with uh, with the Iranian, it's it's uh, considering the fact that there is there have got strict rules and the views around racism allegation that are around them. Yeah. And I think maybe people don't understand them and maybe they need to have some sort of clarity around them as well. And also, the uh, we should also consider the use of the flag that they also have, and these are these are symbols that do not um, um, go with the free South Africa that we have as a country. So these are some of the things that um, that are a little bit different compared to to the Amish um, community. So they could really have a, a different community and 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 keep it really close. And even not to be um, uh, to the, a little bit um, to the extreme, if I put it in the way it is at the moment. So we understand their views are quite strong, and but it looks like uh, an isolated country in a country. And um, those are the kind of reservations that I have around it personally. So they've built their own solar plant. Uh, we can't blame them for that. We know ESCOM has a, a problem. We all seemingly are going to migrate towards that idea or in, not even an idea, basically, that reality. And I also saw a video showing on Twitter there that Orania has its own currency and banknotes. Is this a dream plan or an actual thing? Um, we, we can't really uh, blame them um, for making this uh, this uh, move. And, I mean, it, it's just, as I said, you know, it's, it's they've been around, they have a, an idea in their mind um, to to have their own country out of um, South Africa, and and I mean of course at some point in time they would maybe they're practicing for something bigger you know but I, I do not entirely sure how that will play out having to have a like a small mini economy in in their in their in their community there 
and it, it's it's just it just doesn't work knowing that you're still part of a country. I mean, we have Lesotho, we have Swaziland inside the country. These are independent countries in the country, in South Africa, and maybe that's what they also have in mind. We're not entirely sure, and it, it's just something that um, it's not really practical, and they need to be able to work around it, and for for you know for the rest of the country to understand. We have we've seen the Cape Independence that are also you know making move to 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 leave the country to have their own country and and they're not doing it like Iranian they are going through the legal process they're making campaigns they're trying to get international organizations to recognize them and 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 that is a little bit different but we got well, with Iranian it's 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 a total um different um approach entirely and i sort of understand why uh, um, the sufi would want to address that it's on at the moment. Why do you think at the moment? I mean, the town has been there since the early 1990s. Um, there are reports of even uh, former President Nelson Mandela having been to the town. So it's been known within ANC structures and the party. Why, why this particular time that he's sharing these sentiments, in your view? Um, I, I think it. I think politically, it, it may not have had the, the the power to do that. Maybe now he thinks he does have the the political strength to be able to um, to take this issue up. And I think it's it's something that I think if I would if he's right to use the word, is it's someone that has actually tackled racism as we've seen in the schools in regions that are that have affected um, his portfolio in the past. So this is something that he has um, actually uh, been really vocal and put his put forward and said this racism is not something that is he is uh, something that he is always going to. Uh, Showed to the to the whole rest of the country that he's not going to be someone that would uh, um, stand and watch this happen. Hence, why I think politically he's got the power to be able to to push this uh, mandate, and he's actually um, ready to to take it up. So, Lesufi saying that the town must not be tolerated and saying that it must close. Then my question is, how do you close a town? What happens to to the people? You've moved them where? Do, where do they go? Do, what happens to the infrastructure, the business activity there? There's 2,500 residents that live in Orania. Is this not going to be another, what we saw happening in apartheid, people being forcefully removed from where they want to live, or being forcefully removed, first of all, and then also being demarcated in certain areas where they can't live in other areas? Um, it it won't be easy to to close a town that I believe um, um, I mean legal professionals will have to come in here and there are legal proceedings that will need to go to, to be put in place before you can actually um, justify such decisions. I do not think it will really be easy. Um, uh, of course, there might be rulings on the use of, of certain elements like the flag and any symbols that may actually um, um, not work or um, might actually go against the, the freedom of the, of, uh, the, the constitution, the country. So they might, if there are other things that they are doing that are not constitutionally right, I think, yes, they might have rulings on that. But to shut down the town 
it's really going to involve a lot of investigation, a lot of, um, um, they have to be able to justify such decision. And you might go there and they say, there's nothing like racism. We have other people of other colors around us. And these are things that is really, really hard to be able to, and it's, you, and we should also know that uh, in the real world, there is um, classification as well. And we've seen some suburb where people cannot afford that had been um, a neighborhood that had been, um, you know, uh, rank or you, you would go to a place they would say you cannot afford to be here. And based on racial profiling, we've seen um, issues around real estate agents where you would not be able to get this um, property because of your of your color. But such things are really hard to 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 prove because they are not really like uh, a, an evidence to back it up. So it's going to be a, a long a long work and uh, for the Sufi to to actually um, achieve what is uh, trying to achieve with Oranian and um, it's, it will be difficult, but um, it's, it's, it's ambitious and um, we can only um, um, see how that plays out. Yeah, let's talk hashtag ESCOM now. Uh, the Energy and Mineral Resources Minister, Gwede uh, Mantashe, saying that it's unfair that he takes the blame for the problems at the power utility. So this is uh, as the opposition was coming down hard on him, uh, calling for a parliamentary debate on the matter. He says ESCOM falls under public enterprises uh, ministry, with which is uh, Minister Pravin Gordon's portfolio. Yes. Um, uh, thank you, Asanda. Um, this is a quite, this is also a, a, a diff, it's quite an interesting uh, one. And um, on social media, people are actually saying it is really indeed unfair and to be calling for, for the axing of, um, of, of uh, Guedeman Tache and, and not uh, Pravin Godan and, 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 and even the CEO of, uh, of, of ESCOM and so to say. But I also think there should be some sort of um, accountability as well and from 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 the from the ministers as well, you know and so on social media people are not they do not think um Gwede Matashe is is responsible they think it is it is now um it's not a past the buck movement now they say no it's not me i think it's you i think it's your portfolio i think it's that portfolio so and for as long as we continue to to push the buck here we should also understand that there's some sort of um, responsibility from the energy ministry as well, and not ESCOM just being a public enterprise. So, and I, I think if we're going to um, uh, put um, Guedemantashe on uh, held on the block, we should also put uh, Pravin Godan as well onto the block because they the this department is somehow linked in in a way, and people are saying the same thing and said um, anyone that and one of the tweets was saying that. Um, anyone that is going to think um, Gwede Matashe stands on coal was spot on. Sometimes the truth comes out from the unpopular, and they have different views on 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 what is really happening and why they think um, Gwede Matashe should not even be held responsible um, for what is happening at ESCOM at the moment. Well, the opposition party, the DA, has blamed Minister Gordon already, though, so I guess it's his turn. But also uh, the President, uh, uh, Cyril Ramaphosa, calling an urgent meeting after returning from his G7 summit uh, attendance in Germany, a meeting with CEO of ESCOM, Dereta, as well as Minister uh, Gordon. 
A crisis of this magnitude, though, does result in as many entities and individuals being put under the blame. So do we expect that others will be put under, you know, the blame and, and finger pointing? Even service providers under the tender system maybe could be next. We want answers. Um, I, th- I think there's so much pressure on, on the country right now, considering the, um, the current state of, of, uh, of, of the power utility has come right now. It is because this is the this is I mean to we all know the relevance of electricity in the economy and without this there is going to be more and more um, uh, issues and do we won't really be able to achieve that goal that we're trying to achieve we're thinking of creating jobs we're thinking of um, even all the, every other sector is is all we need this power. And, and not even at a time where we needed the, the most, and it's, it's terribly cold in the country. And and, and I think um, with the president's reaction towards this, we can, uh, we should expect uh, more of this to happen. And it's it's, it's actually a crucial time um, to, to to get the response, to get answers. And because he's not being viewed, his um, his, his, um, his cabinet is being seen as um, as a failed one because. Um, from state capture reports to allegation, and now has come, and it looks like everything is falling apart. And I think it is that time where it needs to really um, put this. We need, it needs to convince the country. It needs to show to the country that it is working. It needs to show to the country that he's putting South Africa first and is actually getting the most out of his cabinet. And I think for the president, if he needs to let anyone go, they need to let him go. This is the time to put the country first and not the party, political party and, and, and be able to get the, the, the right um, uh, response for, 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 for the country. I mean, from every cabinet, there's been issues, policing, security, social issues, housing, now economy and now ESCOM and, and all of that. So it's just been a total chaos. Petrol prices is going up, uh, rising food costs, rising cost of living. Where are we going? To, where are we going as a country? So there's a lot of it's, it's, there's trouble in paradise and um, and uh, the oppositions are putting the turning the heat on the president and and um, we we what can we do? We have the president needs to show that he's doing his job and um, an election is also. Um, going to come and people are losing in, um, interest in the um, trust in, in, in the ruling party. So there's a lot of things to consider here. And they wouldn't want his tenure to be that tenure where ANC is going to lose more seats and lose more votes and losing more votes. And it's, 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 it's quite um, a, cru- a crucial time for the, for the ANC at the moment. We have to just uh, talk a little bit on an update on that Enyobeni Tavern, uh, the deaths there in East London, the school children that died at that pub uh, just a bit. So reports now saying that carbon monoxide poisoning is suspected. Of course, we're still waiting for preliminary autopsy results, but this coming from a, uh, a chief medical officer at East London's mortuary. So there were toxic fumes from a petrol generator that are suspected to have been inhaled by these kids. This is, you know, it just gets more sad and, and more sad. I'm touching on it because you and I spoke about it on, on Tuesday. Um, I don't know if you've seen the updates in terms of that. Yeah, yes. Uh, uh, thanks, Asanda. This is a story that is it's everywhere in the country. And it's a story that everyone is following. It's a story that it, it's just a sad story and people are really 
really wanting to know what exactly could be the the cause of the of the death of uh, of this uh, uh, the teenagers that were found at this tavern. So it is something that the international community, not because of the international community, it is something of interest. We really want to know how did this happen. It's unheard of, and it's something that mm. it, it's it's really emotional for everyone to actually get to bring some sort of uh, clarity to the to the reason why. The what has led to to the to the death of this uh, young people, and and when this um, report came came on, and it's it's just something that people are still confused to say how so, how come, and um, carbon monoxide poisoning, and how is this in it's it's still not uh, making sense to a lot of people and they say there's a petrol generator that was a, that was around the place and that was used inside the tavern sorry and it's it's just something that uh, okay how how does it get to that to that stage where people really are unconscious to be able to because if you having to inhale um um the 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 the, the film I mean, if you're not feeling comfortable, you can easily um, and you would smell move it, yeah. away from the place. Exactly. And, yes. and there were so possible windows having to... been open as well. So it's still it's still not so clear. And it's just something that these are the reaction that we people are asking questions on, on Facebook, in groups and on Twitter. And they really want this to they want to get to the root of this and be able to see. Um, what actually happened, and they do not want to have um, uh, games or foul play or anything of that nature. They want to see, they want to know how did it happen, and and we we still waiting with our with our hands crossed and and hoping the the police and the law enforcement will be able to to get us um, the, the 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 verdict of what actually happened there. We know 60 deaths are recorded annually from accidental carbon monoxide poisoning, but these are figures from the UK. So I don't know if we can look at that to maybe uh, make it seem a little less confusing for us that this is not a freak accident. It's something that can happen. But as you say, carbon monoxide can make you unwell if you inhale it and you would smell it and, and maybe move away from the area. To die from it, one would have needed to inhale high levels of it. So it, it, there's still confusion there. I, I mean, as much as we're trying to make sense of things, and also the chief medical officer at East London Mortuary saying that when the bodies came there, he, uh, there was a, a, the bodies had emitted a certain smell, and they showed asphyxia. Uh, lots needs to, to be explained in this uh, tragedy, nonetheless, and I hope that it's not a lesson that we just carry this week, and then next week we move on to something else. Yeah, I I hope so too. And just to just touch base quickly on the story is when I when I mean similar stories that have actually um in like a country like like Nigeria, I'll use Nigeria for an example. We've seen mm. stories around people actually sleeping in their homes and with their generator running in their apartment. And we've seen stories where they actually, while they're in their sleep, they've inhaled the carbon monoxide and leading to their death. So we've seen stories like that. And But in this case, I just really, maybe while they unconscious or they passed away, maybe at that point in time, maybe the, the, the carbon monoxide play a part, but I really would really want to to get to to understand the scenario or how did this event actually unfolded? How it, it led to this? It's something that we would really would want to 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 see. 
All right. Well, also on Tuesday, we spoke about the Proteas women's team. Uh, they were going to be playing the following day. Were you man- Did you manage to catch up on that match? Yes, I, I was able to see the highlight. I couldn't watch the game, but I was able to, to, to see the highlight. It's, 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 it's just, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a game, you know, today you, you win and, and you lose. And I followed, tried to follow the tweet and I realized, I think there's not much of people where, because this is one Twitter, it's, it's you to filter it down to South Africa, you would, you really struggle a little bit. And I think with the events that was happening in the country and people were really in their fields with the ESCOM and other, and other issues that are happening in South Africa. Let's hashtag Moshe now, the TV presenter, uh, Moshe Ndiki, who held a lavish funeral service for his uh, fairy friend, his dog, named Sugar Ndiki. And uh, Twitter had a lot to say about this. I thought this was a private memorial service, though, according to reports. So how did Tweeps know about this and why uh, are they touched? <laughs> it's um it's an interesting one and it's i would i would uh, i actually i thought it was a um it, um i didn't think it was actually real i felt it was a video that was made for social media but when i got to realize that it's actually a, a funeral and 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 twitter is divided and even facebook and people are like wondering why what is really going on and and they even said uh, mentioned things about the guests, like um, the guests couldn't even pretend that they are at the funeral, so we were not even sure what was actually happening. But it's quite a quite an interesting thing to see um, the dimension, uh, how far someone would go to to actually show his his, his, his love for for his beloved um, pet. So he went as far as hiring an entire events and decor company. I, I think it was a de- it was a decor that actually caught a lot of people's attention. It was really really good. It looks really really good, and um, it's it, it, um, yeah, it's it's quite interesting. I would say uh, fascinating. And it, it when I saw it, I was like, okay, what's going on here? Is this a wedding? Is this uh, okay? And I realized, oh wow, it's actually a funeral. So and it was it was people have a lot of things to say about it, and people couldn't. They were just shocked. We've not seen something like this before, and um, it's we we got to get used to it. Who knows who's uh, who's next? And not that I'm praying for anyone to lose their pet next, but um, yeah, he has actually set the bar really high. So if anyone wants to do a funeral for their pet, uh, we'll get to see how that is going to play out. Yeah, no, but I get it. I really do. As a dog lover, you know, when you lose a dog, it's like you've lost a child. I, I get it, absolutely. And for some people, uh, they don't have any children at all, and their dogs or cats become their, you know, companions for life. So you, you do feel a void when your dog is gone, and, and you'd feel some type of way in terms of how you need to do a, a, a proper send-off. So I get it on that on that side. I mean, I know some people might not, um, but I don't know if I would go as far as hiring an entire events and decor company for his service of my dog. But I mean, I hope he's okay uh, because he, he he must have been sad to lose his dog. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, uh, he, uh, I mean, it, it also shows that part of the relationship that he has with us, you know, and and um, it's just something that everyone is just not used to it. And and um, I think we will we'll get used to it now and and all that. So, I mean, in, in the UAE, we... we 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 are, there's quite a lot of uh, strict rules regarding to having pets and all that, but 
I'm not entirely sure if one is allowed to to do this, uh, but yeah, it's quite a quite a shocker for me. Yeah, but also each to their own. You know, sometimes Twitter is just so judgmental. Let's let people live their lives if they want to spend their money on certain things that we wouldn't necessarily spend on for ourselves. It's their choice, you know, it's their money. <laughs> that's that's where that's I'd true. We it. can tell them to spend their money. You're right. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any pets, Ade? Uh, not, I do not have any, but I, I love pets, but um, maybe when I move back to yeah, South Africa, maybe I might get. Yeah. I do. Maybe I might. Yeah, because you travel a lot, so I guess it would be difficult, eh? You don't want to get yeah, a pet to be and neglected. Absolutely. And even here, there's quite a lot of uh, people that actually do, I mean, there are quite a lot of groups, expats are moving. They would like, hey, who wants to keep my cat? Who wants to keep my dog? Because they're not sure which country they might be going next and they might not be able to have the uh, the legal um, compliance to, to keep them and all that. There's quite a lot of people work regarding it. So moving around with a pet is quite, can be really tedious if you're not really sure of of which of your where you'll be staying at that point in time. But yeah, maybe when I move back home, then I will. I might just get one. All right. Well, thanks again for joining us. Uh, it was a pleasure, as always. And have a great one in terms of the weekend coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Asanda. Thank you. And chat to you next week. Thank you. Awesome. A pleasure. Adekunle Olabi is social media commentator discussing trending news on Soundwake.